After generating over a million dollars in sales and selling one of her businesses with a single email, your host, Katherine Thompson, takes an unconventional approach to marketing and sales. So if you're ready to tap into a more powerful way to be seen, heard, and a sought-after entrepreneur in your industry without having to spend endless hours marketing your business and chasing clients, you're in the right place. Be the Sought-After Entrepreneur Podcast is here to help you ditch the cookie-cutter, one-size-fits-all approach to marketing and use your unique energy to effortlessly attract the most aligned clients. When you do this, you can spend less time marketing your business and and more time doing your soul work and enjoying the richness of your life. Welcome to Be the Sought After Entrepreneur Podcast. And here's your host, Katherine Thompson. Hey, hey, Katherine here. I'm so glad you're tuning in. If you're new to the show, welcome, welcome. I'm super stoked that you're here. If you've been around for a bit, you know I'm all about keeping it real with you, showing you all sides of entrepreneurship and life. I mean, it's all connected, right? And if last week's episode is any indication how much you love when I dish it to you real and show you all facets of entrepreneurship and just show up and share the real sides of all of it, how much you guys love that? Because I've been getting so many messages from you in the DMs, sharing the podcast in your stories, responding to the emails that I'm sending. And it means the world to me because it, one, shows me that the content that I'm putting out there is resonating with you and that you're having these ahas and breakthroughs and you're like, finally have the permission to just be, which is what this podcast is all about in so many different ways. But two, that you're like, okay, I'm not crazy because I don't always feel inspired in this case, right? Last week's episode was all about the inspirational funk and how to sort of get out of it. And the first step I had mentioned was like accepting that this is part of the process, that there's absolutely nothing wrong with you when you go through these seasons of feeling not 100% inspired. And the episode was really inspired by my clients that I work with because I see how they go through these funks and they question whether or not, you know, there's something wrong with them or how do I get inspired again or why does it seem like all of these other people create content so effortlessly. And yet I go through these seasons. And two, because I saw a post from a influencer who's a business mentor in the online space who has a platform of over 10K, who had posted that, you know, she has created millions in her business and she attributes one of the reasons to being 100% inspired all the time to show up and create content. And I had to call bullshit on it is why I've coined this episode, the BS episode, because I've gotten feedback from people like, I really loved your BS episode, um, which tells me that y'all love when I call bullshit on things. And really, like I said, show all facets of entrepreneurship and life, because it's not a uh, always roses and butterflies. It's not always the highs. There are lows that come with this. Like anything else in life, whether you're in a relationship or you're in a nine to five job and you're looking to be an entrepreneur, whatever it is, there's highs and lows. And I think the less we can glamorize what this journey looks like, the more it's going to encourage people uh, to show up and be 
that sought after entrepreneur and is why I do what I do. And this episode is a continuation of that in a lot of ways. And so is the one after this. And I've got two very special guests back to back week to week, uh, who are going to absolutely freaking blow your mind. Because one of the things I often hear and what sparked me recording last week's episode around that inspirational funk was predominantly around social media and feeling maybe disconnected from it, maybe not feeling totally inspired to create content, seeing all of these different trends roll out, whether it be dancing on reels or pointing or dubbed over voices and feeling like they've got to jump on the trend and do these things in order to hack the algorithm, to reach more people, to get their content seen by more people because platforms like Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and whatnot cater to that, right? There's an algorithm that dishes out the content. And when they're trying to push a new trend, they tend to show that content more. That isn't new. And so I hear from clients, it's like, I just, I'm not going to dance on reels. And I don't know, you know, really what to do otherwise, if I want my content to continue to be seen. And when you're relying on social media, as your primary lead generation or sales strategy, right? You're using these platforms to connect with your audience, to drive leads, to make sales in your business. And the algorithm is constantly changing. It can feel very unsafe in your business. You can feel like, oh my God, what am I going to do? And you're pumping out content left, right, and center, even in the days where you don't feel 100% inspired. And you're not necessarily like seeing that growth, those sales that you want, or you're just outright freaking exhausted with it. And you're looking for a completely different strategy that's going to allow you to really showcase who you are and what you do and why you're different. And the guest that I have on today is going to share with you what I consider a untapped strategy that nobody's really talking about. Everybody talks about social media. Everybody talks about jumping on TikTok. And when Clubhouse came out, it's like, get on Clubhouse. It's the new one, right? So if you really want to leverage the opportunity there, be the first on the platform. Same with TikTok, right? You see everyone gravitating over to TikTok because it's the new platform and the algorithm isn't as maybe controlling as Instagram or Facebook, I'll say sophisticated. And so the reach there is far greater. And so everyone's over there trying to learn the platform and, you know, create videos and all these sorts of things. And for me, that's just like a chase, right? It's just this, you're constantly chasing the trend, you're constantly chasing the new platform. And if you want to build a predictable and sustainable business that drives predictable and sustainable leads and sales into your business, you need a strategy that has some rock solid foundation and a strategy that's not requiring you to jump through hoops, as I call it. And our guest on today is going to share that untapped strategy with you. It's also a really beautiful strategy if you're feeling like the inspirational funk in your business, which you will at some time around the content, right? Because it's a strategy that allows you to leverage it over time and sort of reap the benefits of it over time. And you only need to create it once. So I'm going to dive right in because I've been talking around, you know, what the strategy is. It's untapped. And I'm really excited for this guest to share with you how to leverage other people's podcasts, audiences to drive 
hundreds of new leads into your business monthly and how to really attract high ticket clients and how to do it on autopilot. Because when you use podcasting and and you're a podcast guest, your interview lives forever. And our guest, Melanie Benson, is the perfect person to share this strategy with you. She's been on shows like Entrepreneurs on Fire, and she's an authority brand amplifier for expertpreneurs. She shows you really how to stand out in that crowded market and attract those high-paying clients and opportunities by being a guest expert, whether that's on stages, whether that's on podcasts, but Today, we're talking particularly about being a podcast guest, but she's also an expert at being a speaker on stages, whether that's in-person events or on virtual stages and summits. Melanie has a proven track record of accelerating her clients' results. She's uncovered like multiple six figures in people's businesses. I've had the pleasure of working with her, of writing copy for her, and she is an absolute genius when it comes to really capitalizing and maximizing your effort. If like when it comes to lead generation and sales, right? She wants you to get the best return financially on the effort you're putting out. And one thing I often hear from clients is I'm so burnt out from social media. Like I feel like I'm putting in all of this effort and that financial return is nowhere near the effort that I'm putting in. And the strategy she's going to share with you today, how to leverage other people's podcast audiences is a strategy that really doesn't require all of the effort like social media, but it, re- but it gives you that return on investment, right? It gives you that generates those leads and those clients, whereas social media feels more of like that long-term ton of effort going out. She's also the host of Amplify Your Success podcast, is author of Rewired for Wealth, co-author of the best-selling Voices of the 21st Century and Entrepreneur.com Startup Guide to Starting an Information Marketing Business, and has been featured in Bloomberg Business Week, Women's Day, and Parenting. Melanie is founding executive team member of Women Speakers Association, and she's sharing a ton of resources with y'all in the show notes. I will let her share what she's dropping, the gifts that she's dropping, but she's developed this amazing system that really helps you leverage other people's podcast audiences that doesn't require you to break the bank on expensive ads. It doesn't require you to show up you know, over and over on social media and put out all that effort with very little return. It's an amazing system that I've had the pleasure of being able to learn about and write about. And I'm just so stoked to have her on the show today to share her absolute brilliance with you. So without further ado, let's welcome Melanie to the show. Hey, hey, I am super stoked to have Melanie Benson on the show today. And without further ado, I'm just going to turn it right over to you, Melanie, so that you can share with our listeners who you are, what you do, and who you serve. Thanks, Catherine. I'm so excited for this conversation. You and I have been having so many conversations about being a guest on other people's podcasts. So uh, for the last, since 2000, I have been working with expert-based business owners who feel like they're working way too hard for the results they get and they still feel like a best kept secret. And they're looking for simple, highly effective strategies to reach 
farther to gather and attract more of their ideal clients. And my my secret sauce, my super cool little system I do around that is teaching people how to leverage other people's podcasts and stages because that's where most of us just drop in and become uber magnetic is when we're sharing our message and the things that we're passionate about. So that's my jam. And uh, I know we're going to talk about that today. Yeah, I love it. Um, And you know, I'm super intrigued about this because a lot of my listeners, a lot of my clients, uh, they often come to me exactly like you said, they feel like they're working way too freaking hard at what they're doing. They're experts in their own right. They're really good at what they do. And they're looking for a different way to increase visibility, to drive more leads into their business, to boost sales, all of that credibility authority. Um, And I feel like you have this like untapped strategy that a lot of people aren't talking about. And I know you've been doing it for a long time, so it's not a new strategy. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, so I'm really excited to, to dive into this. So why is this strategy one untapped or why do you feel like it is untapped and and almost like kind of a missed opportunity for people or things that people aren't seeing yeah so first of all i think let's just let's just set some context for why podcasts okay yeah so and and podcasts are very different than being a guest on someone's virtual summit or doing a webinar or doing video all of those are great strategies And here's where I think podcasting kind of is set apart and so powerful and untapped there. As we are talking today, there are 2 million, like 600,000 podcasts that are active on uh, Apple podcasts, which is kind of the definitive platform for podcasts. Um, What I found is about 60% of them are interviewing guests. So if you think about it, they are Uh, having to air content either once a week or once a day. (laughs) Some of these people are ambitious and they have a daily podcast. Not me. (laughs) That is not how I do Empire Success. But yes, some people do that. And that means they are always on the hunt for fabulous experts and or conversationalists, inspiring uh, subject matter experts who can bring value to their audience. Now, podcasts, the reason why I think it's set apart from everything else, podcasts are evergreen. So for many of us, when we're going to do like a guest training or we're going to be a guest on someone's summit, it airs, it may be available for a very short period of time, and then it goes away. So that content is not, you can't repurpose it. You can't keep the, the leads going. I learned a very, very valuable insight. And this is one of the things that kind of moved the needle for me from okay, I'll be on people's podcasts to, oh, wow, I'm being very intentional and strategic about getting on podcasts. I, early on in the podcasting craze, was invited to uh, an unknown man's podcast. His name was John Lee Dumas, is John Lee Dumas. And he was hosting this new podcast called Entrepreneur on Fire. Maybe you've heard of it. It's probably one of the top entrepreneurial podcasts ever. He was in his first season and I'm like, okay, I don't know this guy, but I kind of like this idea of what he's doing. It's it's new format. It's really cool energy. So I went on it and it aired. And a few weeks later, I had someone reaching out going, hey, I heard your interview on John's podcast. 
Um, I think I need what you do. And I got to tell you, this was probably one of my least favorite interviews I ever did because I was not in a good place in my life. I was like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to talk about. He's wanting me to talk about all these things that felt very vulnerable. And I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, do I have to talk about this today? Right. I'm not really feeling in my best energy. I don't even do what I talked about on that podcast anymore. Right. But every few weeks, someone else was like, booking a consult with me and hiring me in a VIP package, not just joining one of my programs. Six years later, Catherine, I got another lead from that podcast. A guy says, Hey, I was, you know, going back to the beginning of John's podcast and I heard your interview and I feel like, you know, the things you do is exactly what I'm missing. Can you, can I work with you? Booked a consult booked a VIP day with me. Brilliant. Okay. So it's evergreen. That content is continuing to attract clients for me years later. Yeah. And that podcast is, uh, like you said, a very well-known podcast and you were on that se- that first season, right? Um, or when he first kind of launched it. And sometimes I think, right, we think, okay, well, they're just launching it. It's a new podcast. Like, what is this going to like amount to? We really have no idea how well a show is going to grow either, right? So you could yeah. get on a show and it could like skyrocket like this one has, and just continue to deliver over and over brilliant leads into your business, clients, high ticket clients, which is brilliant. So I know that, and, and we there's so many podcasts out there, like you mentioned, yeah. right? Over 2 million. Why do you feel like experts or service providers, coaches, consultants who are like burnt out, maxed out, all of that are not leveraging this strategy in their business right now? Mm. Okay. We could probably just do a whole call on that one question, right? (laughs) Like we could do a whole thing because I think there's two sides of that question to me. And one is why are we not doing it? And in my experience, because I talk to a lot of people who are interested in what I call guest expert system uh, and they're asking me, so is this, you know, like I'm super slammed. I'm really busy. I'm overwhelmed. Is this the right strategy for me? And, and what I do is I look at what they're, what they're putting out in the world via content. And I'm like, absolutely, it's the right thing because nobody understands what your message is from all this different kinds of content you're putting out. So I think opportunity number one is when you do this right. And what I mean by doing it right is that you, you really like dig deep and get a signature talk or and topic that you kind of I create like call it buzz and momentum around by doing uh, an active podcast guesting campaign. What happens is you become the well-known expert by spotlighting a powerful message over and over and over again. Okay. And this is this is a very integrated uh, strategy that I'm just kind of giving you a, a the highlight of because there's some layers to how you do this to get the most power out of it. But even if all you did was get on really great podcasts and then share that on your social, what starts to happen is a cohesive brand message starts to emerge. I was talking with a woman the other day, and she said, um, "I'm not." I don't think guest expert system is right for me right now. And I said, why do you think that? And she said, well, I know how to speak. And I'm like, that's great. But when I'm looking at your brand presence, I don't get what you do. So I think there is a, a, um, 
amplifier, I call them authority amplifier opportunity to really showcase a powerful message. And when I help people design what this message is, Catherine, what I'm doing is, is I'm looking for where is the golden thread between what will get your ideal client's interest so that they're listening and what is the, the, they need to hear from you. So they go, they get intrigued and they're like, okay, she is talking to me right now. Like, oh my gosh, how is she in my head? This is impossible. (laughs) And then they're invested in wanting to take a next step with you. And when you build that golden thread properly, that becomes a client magnet. And I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but I, but I, I, this, I get super excited about this. Totally. You're also turning on an amplifier for more opportunities. I have found now I've dialed the system in really tight. Like I've been doing this for a while. So I, I have a little bit of an advantage, but I've dialed the system into where if I'm on the right podcast, I should get, uh, probably depending on the reach of the podcast, somewhere between 10 and 50 to hundred leads, I should get at least two to five clients within the first four weeks. And, and I'm not just talking about hundred dollar clients. I'm talking about big ticket clients. And then what we would find is I should get at least three more invitations to other shows, podcasts, speaking. Brilliant. And it doesn't all just come from my podcast audience or my podcast guest audience. I do a whole thing. I have a whole strategy that I, that I've learned where I ramp up that visibility in multiple platforms, if you will. And so I'm leveraging that podcast content everywhere. And that is a huge payoff for me. So that's just a little tiny um, kind of uh, for a more integrated strategy. That's kind of the, the exciting thing about it. Yeah. And and like you said, you know, it, it you've dialed it in so well and it's why you help other people do this. Now you touched on one thing, um, about the talk, right. And somebody saying like, I already know how to talk, so I don't need the support or whatnot. Do you feel like that is one of the biggest mistakes is that people are just getting booked on podcasts, getting booked on stages and then it's not going anywhere and they're going, okay, well, this doesn't work. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there there are actually seventeen common mistakes that I see people making as they as they venture out into like, okay, this podcasting thing's kind of taken off. Maybe I should be a guest on other people's podcasts, and they're really common. And I say that because until you really understand how the system's meant to work, it's like you do what you know, you do what feels natural, and that's great. I'd rather you do something, but if you really want to dial it in as a client magnet and turn on. The, the high return on investment results, you want to have a system. So one of the big ones, I'm not sure I'm answering your question. So tell me if I don't answer it For properly, sure. but one of the big ones is I'm a speaker. I know how to speak on stage. I'm just going to drop in to a podcast and they wing it. Yeah. And I have interviewed, so my, my Amplifier Success podcast I've been doing for five years. Before that, I had another podcast for three years uh, that was a video podcast that was way before its time. <laughs> like this was before all the live streaming technology was available. But um, the podcast, I, between the two, I have interviewed so many people. And an interview is a very different um, dynamic than just speaking. And so here's, here's a funny um, story in the first, 
I say maybe 30 episodes of Amplifier Success, I had been following a guy on social media. And at that time, I was still kind of hungry for guests. And so I would watch on social media to see what people were up to. And if, and if a topic was really catchy to me, hint, this is how a lot of people get booked, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so if a topic was really catchy to me, I would reach out and say, hey, I'd love to interview you on my podcast. Well, I interviewed this guy. I won't say his name to embarrass him, but he um, obviously does not read any of my, my uh, guest materials that I send him. And he shows up and he starts to deliver a webinar. He's like talking nonstop. Oh and God. I would interrupt him and take control of the mic back. And at the end, he goes, he says, that was really interesting. He said, um, I've never had anybody like interject so much. And I said, this is an interview, not a webinar. <laughs> Yeah. Well, needless to say, his his interview never really got much traction. It was very boring. It was very overwhelming. And that's actually leads me to point like mistake number two. And I, I actually think this is probably the biggest aha people get by going through guest expert system is how to talk in sound bites. Yeah. Okay. So when you are doing all the talking and there's not interaction with your host, it's not as engaging to the listener as it is if there's a dynamic of going back and forth and maybe some humor and playing off each other's vibe. And, and um, you know, you want to let that host pull the best out of you. And so it's your job to A, know how to talk in sound bites, and then B, which is mistake number three, know how to craft a really compelling conversation talking points. Right. And so mistake number three is people um, like they kind of like try to deliver everything (laughs) that they teach in this um, very short amount of time. And, And then what they end up doing is talking nonstop, Catherine. Yeah. They literally, and maybe you've had these kind of guests where they talk in 10 to 15 minute chunks. Totally. And you're like, excuse me. You know, yeah. tapping on the mic, like, can I get your attention? Like, I got a question, you know, and they just don't know how to do the dance. And what happens is they're, I call it um, being a, a long-winded Nelly, you totally. know, or Ed. Yeah. And, and so I'm falling asleep as the host. I'm sure the guest is going, oh my God, I'm so over this really long story that goes going nowhere yeah. and they're not engaged. And that means they're not going to really take that next step with you. And maybe this goes back to Catherine to some common misconceptions and myths about what a podcast purpose is, is like, if you're recognizing the power of being in front of an audience, a community where the host has developed this culture. Yeah. That's what happens with a, with a really compelling host who's committed to building community around their host is they've designed a culture and that culture has I don't know, like, let's just say some maybe unspoken guidelines, right? Yeah. And and that host knows how to pull that out. You're borrowing their influence in that conversation. They have brought you into their space and said, I like what this person is up to. I want to share you with my community. And if you're not really understanding how to, how to create a compelling conversation, it's wasted opportunity. Totally, totally. And I've had those interviews, you know, where exactly that I felt like the person was just like on the show to talk about themselves yeah. for yes. you know, 30 or 45 minutes. And it was like, wait a minute, 
And I'm a pretty good host, so I love being able to pull things out. But the power of podcasting is the interview engagement. It's a conversation, yeah, which is very different than standing on a stage and talking to a crowd of people, right? It's very yeah. different. So I love that you talked about, you know, this talking in sound bites and all of that. But I know the one that a lot of people are going to resonate with the most is the winging it. Because yeah. I feel like a lot of people that follow me, that's what they do in a lot of ways. They wing their content. They wing their business. Um, I think at one point months ago, I even had a post of like the winging it entrepreneur, right? And why your content marketing is not doing its job because it's scattered. And I want to dive a little bit into why that scattered piece of it doesn't let you amplify because mm. I don't know. And maybe it is a trait of the winging it entrepreneur where they are constantly winging it and just go, 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 that they even miss the opportunity to leverage it, right? They don't pause enough to go, how can I maximize this one sh episode, right? Oh my gosh, this is a big, big area. Yeah. So <laughs> let me try and do this justice because I have about yeah. five things going through my head at once. Yes. Um, so first of all, uh, I I really understand that there are different personalities. I I and there are different ways we relate to our business and, and we, we like, we don't want to feel trapped into being a way that short shortcuts or like shrinks our magic. Right. Yeah. I, I use Enneagram profiles a lot when I'm working with my clients, I'm sure uh, our community here has heard of yes. Enneagram <laughs> and I find them really valuable because it teaches me and it helps me hold context for how to help somebody uh, really they put their best foot forward and, and how they're uh, amplifying their authority. So that being said, one of the things I recognized from some of my clients who express as an Enneagram seven, which is the highly creative, right? They're creative. They, they have lots of ideas. They um, there's like this, uh, I'm going to use the word hedonistic. I don't know if it's the right uh, word, but it's like, they, they, they want to like do it all right. Yeah. And the idea that they can't do it all feels very limiting and constricting. And it's like, don't take my, my creative expression away. So I want to draw a distinction between channeling your creative ex expression into uh, proven strategies that will amplify your results. Because what an Enneagram seven or anybody who gets into this bright, shiny object syndrome where you're chasing lots of different things, what you know is eventually you get burned out because what you're doing is not getting traction versus somebody who's like all the time, like, okay, let me try this and let me do that. And I'm going to, I'm going to like now go after this message. Cause I'm, I'm seeing a bunch of people talk about it and I can do that too. And Oh, by the way, I have five businesses that I'm trying to grow right now. Which one should I talk about on this interview? And I, I'm saying that in a lighthearted tone, because if this is you, you know, you know how it is, you know how you roll. And what I think the opportunity is around this winging it is to recognize that you can be the best speaker in the world. You can be very passionate in your message. And if you are just winging it as you go into these conversations, there is there will be a less compelling golden thread built than if you go in very intentional. I want to be very clear. I am not suggesting that you have fully written out talking points that you have to read from a script. Like that's not what we're doing here. I don't want you to take away that beautiful, magical message that wants to emerge from you. 
What I want you to do is have a structure to channel it in so you get people to go, oh my gosh, she's talking to me. Oh my gosh, this guy knows exactly what I'm going through because you understand your audience and you're using something that I teach in my program called the rocks method. It's relevant, it's outcome-driven, it's credibility boosting, and there's specificity that draws people in. And when you understand how to craft your message using this technique, what happens is you go from being, uh, you know, like people scroll right past, because here's what's happening. Yeah, I know you can't see me right now, but I'm holding my iPhone and I've got my, my podcast app that I like to listen to, whether it's Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Audible, whatever it is, right? Scrolling. Huh, okay. Yeah. Boring, 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 boring. Ooh, that sounds interesting. That's exactly what I want to hear about today. Yeah. You having the right magnetic talk title and following a system stops the scroll and yeah. gets people to lean in and listen. And that is how you stand out. And Catherine, I know you know this, but even more importantly, that's how you get booked. Little yeah. known secret. I get about a hundred pitches a week to be on my show. Super flattered. I know that means there's a lot of people listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I feel so grateful. It's what's boosted us to the top 1.5% of all shows everywhere. (laughs) And we can't get through all those pitches. So guess what? We are scouring for the talk titles that pop that I'm like, that's interesting. That's intriguing. I want to have that conversation with that person. Yeah. Um, you were totally speaking to me. So I'm a seven and a manifesting generator, but I've like, (laughs) I hit massive burnout a year ago and I was like, something's got to change because, and honing in on that and not being disciplined enough to focus on the areas of expertise. But I love the thing that you said about, because I think this will give people like me and those that are listening, uh, permission to still be in that creative zone, yes. but not feel restricted. Cause I also know a lot of people are like, I don't follow scripts. I can't follow scripts. Um, and it's not about having the talking points, right? It's not about having this like webinar mapped out and you're sitting there yeah. reading it, um, which is also really beautiful. The other thing I want to dive into is the podcast, uh, pitches, right. Is getting those pitches, um, I actually have a VA now that has to manage that because I'm getting a ton of pitches daily that I can't keep up with. And I love that you said, you know, you guys just scroll for the top, like the snappy title because I'm going to steal that. I feel like I'm still a newbie <laughs> in the podcast game. I've My show is not even a year old, coming up on a year in July. Um, and I'm getting so many pitches now that I'm like, I can't even manage it. I don't even know how to respond either. Um, do you respond to each one or do you just, okay. No, okay. No, no. well, uh, that's a whole nother subject. Uh, yeah. which we can all, we can totally come back and talk about the other side of the mic later yeah, totally. because we have a whole strategy for how to create a top 1% show. Um, you know, that that's a whole nother game, but what I think you're saying is how do we, how do we pitch in a way that gets, get us, gets us picked? Totally. Totally. Because I get, I I had a pitch recently and it was probably the best pitch I've ever had. Um, Mm -hmm. because it was so bold and like, just called it as it is. And I was just like, wow. I'm like, I'm, I want you on the show because one, your pitch was brilliant. Um, but I had been opening every pitch. 
right? Because most of the subject titles is like the name of my show, Be the Sought After Entrepreneur, guest opportunity or something like that. Um, and then I open it to read it and I can tell when something's just regurgitated, right? Um, copied and pasted. Uh, but this guy's was like, it was such a bold pitch and I absolutely loved it. And I told him that I said, I want you on the show mainly because of how you pitched. <laughs> like, yes, you have a really great topic that I want to cover. Um, but your pitch was brilliant. And um, so what would you say is a big mistake that people make when pitching? Yeah. This is a great question. I, I'm so sorry. I have to take a step back and answer something yeah. that came up as you're wrapping up the last question, because I want to be super clear when you are designing your, your, like the, what you're going to talk about. Yeah. I'm not suggesting you script, but I do think you need talking points and here's why people get lost in their stories. Yeah. And, and depending on where you are in the arc of your ability to articulate your work well, what happens is people tell these really long stories and give these really long content chunks and nobody's following it. So what I suggest people do is think in terms of talking points that have specific sound bites wrapped into them. And I have a whole strategy I teach around that that makes it really simple. So you're still pulling your unique stuff through, but it's cohesive. Yeah. Okay, Cause you don't have a lot of time. So I just wanted to wrap that up with a little pretty For pink sure. bow there. For sure. <laughs> or blue bow, whatever you like. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So pitching. So I've had the unique opportunity to be um, invited several times to really big events where uh, the uh, guests are in the audience pitching me and about 39 other podcasters at the same time. So wow. I learned two things. A, I learned what a bad pitch is and what a good pitch is, right? And now this is de delivered verbally, but we can take that same information and transform, transform it to the words, right? Yeah. <laughs> I also learned what other podcast hosts like and don't like. And we all have a very similar thread. And yeah. that is, uh, don't send me a standard pitch that you are sending 500 other hosts. If you are using a podcast pitching service, you have to make sure that you are working with the caliber of pitching organ uh, company that will fine tune the pitch. The fastest way to get into the delete box or the delete folder <laughs> is use the standard pitch and forget to change the name of the person you're pitching and call me Judy or Jason, even worse, or sir, yeah. <laughs> and have second bad uh, suggestion is don't um, fine tune your topic. Yeah. So what I find is a lot of people and I, there's this lovely guy who's been trying to get on my show forever. And he even sent me his book. And I, I'm always so honored when somebody sends me their book as part of their pitch. It's a very classy move. Yeah. But his topic has zero to do yes. with what my podcast is about and what my community is about and what conversation my community wants to engage with. And so, you know, being on all podcasts is not the goal. Okay. You want to be strategic in being on the podcasts that get you visibility in the right audiences because visibility is great, especially if you're in the beginning stages and it's like you have no traction whatsoever. Sure. Get on some popular podcasts. But when you, when time is of the essence and you have a limit of time and or money, 
You cannot afford to spend your time and money pitching the wrong hosts. You need to be strategic. So the other the other thing about uh, pitching, little known fact, uh, and this this may be more me, but I'm very sensitive to the follow me on social media and pitch me. If you would like to get unfollowed immediately, please try that strategy. Yeah. It works really badly. <laughs> or if you want me to unfollow you, it works great, right? Yeah. That is not my pitch process. If you want to get on my show, we have a pitch process. And so when if you are intentional about a show you want to be on, find out how they like to be pitched. They'll yeah. most likely say it right on their show page. Yeah. That's what we do. Do you think people listen? No. Yeah. They don't. Totally. So if they email me, I feel no responsibility to respond to them. Yeah. And that's that's beautiful too, right? Is like you know, I, I had, I think, I don't know if it was a couple months ago, I had like a slew of pitches and I was like, are they taking a class? And their teacher <laughs> told them to go and pitch about, cause I got, they might be, I know who's teaching that class. <laughs> oh my goodness. I got five pitches in the DMS yeah. that were all the same. Like yeah. the words verbatim were the same. And then that's I got, an agency most likely. And then I got two in on Facebook in messenger. And I was just yeah. like, you could like, and they were back to back, two different people, two different topics, but the, the, it was, ex this might be a long shot. And that was how they started it. But I'm wondering if you want to be, if I can be on your show. And it was like, word for word. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> and yeah, exactly. Like delete, delete. Totally. Yeah. No, do not do that. And I've had people, I mean, this happened in corporate where people would apply for a job. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and it would be like, I'm applying for this company. And I'm like, this is not the company you're applying for, but you haven't changed it out of your resume. So same thing with a pitch, right? Like yeah. personalize it, add some personalization. Yeah. Um, and uniqueness to it. Again, it goes back to that like unique message, right? It's like, what's your personality? What's your flavor? Like, let's see that in the pitches so that they stand out amongst, like you said, you get a hundred and some pitches. So it's like, you've got to be different, right? And I always say this with publications because lots of people will ask me like, how do you get published in Entrepreneur or like Forbes or whatever? And I'm like, you know, those editors are getting like how many pitches a day? Like you've got to stand out. And that means writing a really unique uh, pitch mm -hmm. so that, and translates into the podcast, right. Of having a magnetic talk that like calls people in and draws them into what you're doing. Let me give you an example of how this can play out for someone. Yeah. Because what, what I think might start to happen is people going, okay, well, if I've got to research and do all this, like, this is going to start to feel like a lot of work. Right. But let me just tell you what's possible. I do not go after masses. I go after specific. Yeah. And um, luckily I get a lot of invitations, but sometimes when I'm going to outreach to somebody, I'm very strategic. Right. And so here's what could happen. Uh, I had a podcast I wanted to be on two years ago and I had uh, taken the time. So I knew who they were. Like we knew each other kind of sort of like we had like lunch like a million years ago. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, not a million, but like five. Yeah. And um so I went and looked at the types of things that they were talking about on their podcast. And I noticed that they bumped in between a lot of things about uh, lead attraction, you know, prospect, yeah. uh, like calling, if you will, and uh, affiliate marketing. They talked about a lot of things, but they had never talked about leveraging other people's podcasts 
particularly their competitors. So I reached out to them and I said, Hey, I've been noticing what you guys are talking about on your podcast. I joined their Facebook community, built some rapport, had some engagement. And I reached out and I said, I was thinking, what do you guys think about a topic uh, on how to turn your competitors into your number one lead source? They loved it. They booked me within 30 days. Right. And I had them, I, I, tried a few other topics over two years and not got picked. Yeah. And then they had me on their show and they loved it so much that they turned it into another article and featured me alongside some of the biggest names like Gabby Bernstein, Molly Mahoney. There was like three other really big name women they'd had on their show. Yeah. And then this is the best part within two weeks of it airing. Yeah. I had somebody scramble over to one of my offer pages and buy it the week that program opened up. Wow. So, and that was a $3,000 program, I think. So, you know, and that was, there's other stuff that came through from that, but that's, I think, and I could tell you 10 stories of how being a guest on other people's podcasts has translated to over $125,000 in business each year for me. Yeah. And that's probably being uh, a little, um, what is it when you're playing it safe? Yeah. (laughs) You know, I know it's more than that, but that feels uh, like something that anybody could do. Yeah. So I, it is about building breadcrumbs properly. Like if you're out there, how do they get here? Can I tell one other story? Do we have time for one more story? Sure. Yeah. So this is one of my favorites. It's more recent. Last year, uh, I have a friend who I've guested on his podcast probably five times now. I, I, you know, we always had this strategic relationship where he talked about like his, his marketing stuff. And then I would talk about mindset. And so he asked me if I would come and talk about imposter syndrome, which we all know is something that everybody deals with from time to time. And so one of the things that came out of that is like how, if you are going around with the mindset of feeling like you're an imposter, it makes you a best kept secret. Yeah. And, and you will become invisible to the very uh, type of clients that you want to attract. So here's what happened. Um, there was a guy who was who heard from some mentor that he follows about podcast guesting. So he went and Google searched podcast guesting and he popped up on a podcast booking service and he saw my colleague Jim's uh, testimonial. So he's like, let me check this guy out. He pops over. My interview was the first one up. He listened to that interview, immediately went to my list and opted into every flipping thing I have, (laughs) binged my podcast for three days straight and booked a consultation. And within 24 hours of that consultation had invested over $10,000 to work with me. Wow. That is why we do what we do with the podcast guest. So you don't even have to have a podcast for this to work. You can have other types of content. The podcast is a nice extra to, for them to build that rapport with. Yeah. But I have so many examples of this works. I, I just want you as you're listening in to have some excitement and some inspiration. When you really design the system properly, what happens is you are building breadcrumbs for these these amazing clients who are out there with a problem to come find you. But if you're not visible repeatedly in the right places, they can't find you. 
Yeah. And I love that you talk about the fact that, you, you know, you, you were on that podcast five different times. You were on podcasts, like you pitched a podcast two years ago and you're getting people from it because I often hear from my audience too, is like, we live in this world of instant gratification. Like I'm going to post my reel and I'm going to get all these views and comments. And I'm going to like have people just buying all my stuff. And it doesn't work that way. Like every breadcrumb that you're you know, putting out there or seed that you're planning with the podcast shows that you're on or however you're marketing your business is just constantly creating that. I call it an ecosystem of people being able to see you, find you and all of that. And obviously if you're, you have imposter syndrome, some people don't even want to go on podcasts because they don't, they're like, Oh, what if I stumble on my words or I don't know what to say or all of those sorts of things. And you help your clients so beautifully overcome that. Right. Um, where do you feel like the world or the market's going in the online space? Because we're seeing so many trends with Instagram, Reels, TikTok, Clubhouse, all these things pop up. Do you feel like more and more people are going to get into the podcasting game, but also get start using podcasting as an opportunity to get visible and boost sales? Mm. So I will fully own that. I don't believe I'm a future caster. Like I, I don't know what's coming to be honest with you. Like I, I'm not a trend follower. I like to be a trend developer. Like I'm a trend optimizer. Love it. Um, Optimizer is a better word than developer. And I like to figure out what's relevant right now and how do I optimize that to work for me if it's in alignment. So you and I have had this conversation. You are not going to find me dancing on reels. There's one exception. There is uh, a nice uh, hot 90s trending tune on Instagram right now. And I watched it and I'm like, I could do that one. No, <laughs> I don't dance on reels. No, but it's really catchy. I love that song. Nope, not doing it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, it's just so not my brand. It's not me. It's not my energy. I love to dance, but I don't need to put it on a video for the world to see. And honestly, I don't think those are my clients either. I don't think my clients are going to, you know, catch up with me on Instagram reels. My clients are busy, ambitious, full um, entrepreneurs who have an expertise that they want to amplify the reach of. And if I can help them leverage their message and, and do a good job of getting that message to become a magnet, that's what works. Now, I will say, I do think there is one trend that's emerging and you and I've talked about this. I think we're going to see a massive recalibration of people who are a little more sophisticated in their work, rebuking all of this trending stuff and going back to how do I find the most authentic, expansive version of me that's attractive to my ideal audience and to simplify all of the the moving parts and all the noise and come back to this is who I am and this is what I do, being open to something that may be emerging, but like really claiming like, I'm not going to do everything. I'm going to do these three to five things that are very powerful for me. Yeah, I love that. And I know we're so in alignment with that, right? Is that whole essence of 
doing the things that are in full alignment of you and of the fullest expression of who you are. And so if that's podcasting and, you know, writing or something like that, then great. But uh, the other thing I think too is, you know, not doing everything, right? Is picking the simplification picking three to five things and doing them really well. Um, I also think because I, I, you know, you see people jump on the trends. I know when clubhouse launched, it was like, everyone was heading over to clubhouse. And I just remember thinking I didn't, I have an Android, so I couldn't even get on it. Uh, and everyone kept asking me, are you on clubhouse? And like, what do you think about clubhouse? I'm like, I'm an Android user. (laughs) I can't get on it. And then finally, when they opened it up to Android, I think the hype had fallen off and I went on for a second. I had no idea. And I was like, I'm not learning a new platform. Like I already am on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn. And yeah, uh, I was just like, I'm not learning a new one. So I love that simplification. Um, and I think it's a really beautiful way to scale your business, right? Is like the, the more simple that you can make it to avoid that, that burnout. So I know we covered a lot here today and I'm so excited for our, our listeners to tune in. Do you feel like we've covered everything or is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up? Oh, if you open that up, we yeah, could go I know. on a whole new tangent, <laughs> right? Um, yes. I, I, there is a lot yeah. that we could talk about. And I think, you know, we're talking about the simplification at this point. I, I really believe in every fiber of my being, having, having mentored entrepreneurs for 22 years now, that when you find something that is expansive and exciting for you, even if it's a little terrifying, lean into it. Like taking a bold action and saying, you know what? Uh, I know I can reach so many more people if I'm on more stages with my message and, and I can share a little bit about what I do. I can start to attract people that don't see me in my everyday marketing activities. Do it. Like yeah. if you don't know how to do it, like learn how to do it. Like I have a program, yeah. you know, Catherine's got great uh, copy and marketing strategy that she teaches, like get someone to guide you to make it work for you. And, yeah. you know, Catherine, I'm happy to share a resource if you want me to, but yeah. I really feel like don't try to do it all, but do the thing that's going to get you in front of your ideal audience. Yeah, I would love for you to share a resource with our listeners. And I know like you, you, like you said, you've got a system, this dialed in system where you really help people leverage other people's audiences um, and get on those podcasts, get like booking worthy. And so we're going to also link that up. So if you're wanting to connect with Melanie, um, check that program out, because like I said, I feel like this is such an untapped strategy that a lot of people aren't utilizing to the best of their, they might be getting on podcasts, but they're not really seeing the ROI of their efforts in that. Um, and so I know that your program really helps them not only get seen and visible, but make sure that the effort they're putting in is like giving them a return on that, uh, effort. So, um, we're going to link those up in the show notes. Where can people find you if they want to connect with you? I know you have a podcast, you've got programs, all of that. You're on social. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Well, I'm on all the socials. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Happy to, uh, I think you'll link those up as well, well, but, um, yeah. yeah, So first of all, I think start with learning, how to be a great guest on other people's platforms. So it could be podcasts, could be online shows, virtual summits, really the energy is the same. I love podcasts because you're, you can actually leverage those all day long, every day. They literally become a 24 seven lead magnet for you. If you go to melaniebenson.com forward slash sought, 
after, just like the name of the show, yeah. sought after all one, uh, all together. What you will get is access to a very valuable checklist I developed called the 17 mistakes that guest experts make that cost them the lead and the client. And what I did is I looked at over my, at the time I did this probably like six years of being a guest and another 10 years before that interviewing people on old school teleseminars. Love it. (laughs) I really saw a trend on what people did that really made them a magnet and what people did that made them boring and disconnected. And they were like, this thing isn't working for me. And I captured all of those and I share what those 17 mistakes are and then how to do it better so that you can really leverage these shows. Every hour you invest or half hour you invest in being on these shows, I want you to get the best results possible because your time is valuable. So I'd love for you to start with that. It's a great primer. You can download the checklist and keep it handy. So every time you're going to get on a show, you can do a quick review and go, okay, got it, got it, got it. And uh, if you know, like you said, Catherine, if you're interested in learning about guest expert system, Catherine will link that up in the show notes for you. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, I'm so excited for this episode to drop and for our listeners to get a listen and get their hands on that checklist, because yes, uh, we want to help you avoid the mistakes uh, that so many people make when guesting on podcasting so that you can really maximize your time, which is what we all want. (laughs) So it's been such a pleasure to have you on. And like I said, I can't wait for our listeners to hear this. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Catherine. And I'm looking forward to connecting with the sought after entrepreneurs in our community. Love it. Love it. Okay. If your mind is absolutely blown and you're like, I so need to get my hands on this untapped strategy, Catherine, and really learn how to leverage other people's podcast audiences to drive hot new leads into your business, to attract high ticket clients without breaking the bank and spending hours on social media churning out content that requires a lot of effort but doesn't really give you the financial return that even compares to the effort that you're putting out. I have a really unique opportunity that I want to share with you. On June 21st, Melanie is delivering a free private training inside my Elevate Business Accelerator, where she's going to pull back the curtain on the guest expert system that she's created, her proprietary system that helps her clients add multiple six figures to their business and really drive high ticket clients into their business. And she's going to be sharing with my women how to do this to create consistent 12K months. So if you're a coach, consultant, or service provider, and you're not really loving the strategies you're employing, they're not really delivering the return on investment that you're employing, or you're just tired of trying to fit yourself into a marketing and sales box that doesn't really allow you to be the fullest expression of who you are. That's essentially what Elevate Business Accelerator is for. It's an experience where you and I get to co-create your business, right? With 20 years of experience in marketing and sales, running multiple businesses, I've tried pretty much all the strategies. I've done the launching. I've run a brick and mortar. I've been a consultant for larger businesses. Like I said, I've tried all the strategies. And from a bird's eye view, I'm able to take a look at your business and intuitively know what your unique expression is so that I can help you create very simplified and streamlined marketing and sales strategies that allow you to build a business that's drives predictable sales into your business, but also is sustainable, something that you can scale over time 
so that you can also enjoy the life outside of business. If this sounds like you and you're like, oh my God, I'm so done with like exhausting launch roller coasters and I'm really done with programs and courses that force me to fit myself into some box, predetermined box that doesn't work and I've tried course after course and nothing seems to work, I'd love for you to apply Around this podcast in the show notes, there is a link to apply for the Elevate Business Accelerator because one, I would love to be able to support you on creating, like I said, a marketing and sales strategy that's really unique to you and your business and that fits with you and co-create that with you. But if you do that now, you'll also get access to this free private training that's happening on June 21st. If you're like, I also really want to tap into this whole podcasting uh, gig and really want to leverage other people's audiences, you'll have access to that live in the program. So please apply. We can connect. We can chat. We can see if it's a good fit for you. Now, on to next week's episode. Y'all, I have one of the most unique guests coming on. Like I said, I told you I have a bunch of unique guests coming on over the next month or so. But this particular guest, by far is one of the most unique guests we've had on the show. And I was so honored to be connected with her in the DMs. This is the power of online business and being able to connect with people all over the world. But somebody who had taken my quiz had recommended that I connect with Tracy Goodwin, who is our next guest, because our message and what we were talking about and the mission we're trying to fulfill was relatable. And what we were doing was like in resonance with each other. And so I had the opportunity to jump on a quick Zoom call with her to connect and just to chat and to learn about her. And instantly I was like, oh my God, I have to have you on the podcast. And I have to have you after Melanie's because it goes hand in hand. Tracy Goodwin is the owner of Captivate the Room and creator of Psychology of the Voice, has transformed thousands of lives around the world. She has this unique approach coupled with her laser sharp intuitive hearing. She's able to like unravel limiting voice barriers and find real voice that's the sound of your soul. Like it is honestly the most unique gift, right? She can hear when you talk. So she would be able to hear as I'm speaking right now and unravel any of the limiting voice barriers that we have. And just from our short conversation that we had, like she calls them voice masks and she's going to dive into this on the show, but she calls them voice masks and we all have them. And it's a way in which we communicate similar to how we might show up, right? How we might be that sought after entrepreneur. How are we showing up? Are we being the, you know, most authentic expression of who we are? Well, she taps really into the voice and she could hear it, right? So from what she hears, she can tell right away where we might be hiding, what masks we might have on, why we might be speaking a certain way. It's so in alignment with what I talk about on this show, right? Is like a lot of the energetics behind who you're being, but the subtleties and the nuances in your voice, the non, you know, the body language, right? The tone of your voice, how fast you might speak, how slow you might speak. She's able to uncover this. And I absolutely cannot wait for her to be on the show next week. Honestly, subscribe so you don't miss it because Like I said, it's one of the most unique gifts I've ever heard. Um, And she's helped, like I said, thousands of lives around the globe, like strip back the masks that we have in our voice. And it goes so hand in hand with 
this episode today, right? If if you're wanting to be a podcast guest and you're wanting to show up on podcasts and you're wanting to use your voice to really connect with your audience, Tracy's going to show you and share with you how you can unravel those limiting voice barriers and really find the real voice behind who you are and what you're about and express it so it it's the sound of your soul coming out versus the limiting beliefs and the masks that we all have. We all have them. So I cannot wait for her to be on the show. Like I said, subscribe so you do not miss it. Cheers. Thanks for listening. We'll see you right back here next time. You can also find us on social media at Creatively Owned and online at creativelyowned.com. Until next time, keep showing up as your authentic self.